Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I'm your producer, Casey, joining you for today's episode, and it's going to be a special one. Diane Spiva is our guest. So Diane is a nurse practitioner, and she's in Johns Creek, Georgia, and I want to welcome her to today's show. And first of all, I want her to tell us a little bit about her background and the role she takes in uh, you know, treating men with different sexual dysfunction issues. Well, thank you for having me on your show today. I really appreciate that. Um, yes, I, uh, my background is, you know, I've been, I was a nurse anesthetist before I was a nurse practitioner. Um, since I've been a nurse practitioner, um, I've worked in, in women's health and men's health, but most recently for many years, I worked in, men, in urology men's health. So erectile dysfunction is one of those areas that um, is very important and, and near and dear to me. It's some one of those things that all men were, are going to have um, happen to them at some point in their life. So I feel like it's important um, for um, me to be able to communicate that with men so that they know kind of what to expect and those kind of things that they might do to help prevent that from happening to them or, or when it does happen for them to find that comfort in seeking help sooner rather than later. I'll get this conversation started by me asking you about what have you learned over the years treating men with erectile dysfunction? I want to hear all about how that goes and what you might tell a potential erectile dysfunction patient who's listening to today's program. Sure. So what I've learned um, over the years is that, you know, studies, there's a lot of studies um, about this out there because it's just important to men. You know, having erectile dysfunction um, significantly impacts men's lives and quality of life. Um, it affects their testosterone levels, um, confidence levels, uh, it, which in turn affects their overall health. So, um, you know, it's certainly it's an important matter to, to be knowledgeable about. Um, I know that when we read studies about um uh, erectile dysfunction that it's clear that men wait about from the time they first start to have symptoms they wait about two to five years before they very first seek medical attention um you know there's various reasons for that but you know the primary one that that i've recognized is that that the very first time a man starts to have some difficulty getting an erection they they 100 of those men have performance anxiety so it's it's difficult that you know they're trying to trying to figure out what's causing that problem and they do that alone men men don't typically discuss that with each other and because of that, you know, they, they don't really feel like they get a good sense of direction with that. So it's 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 opportunities like this where, you know, your listeners, when they hear that, that you know, find that comfort level that, you know, they're not the only one. And what can they do to try to address that earlier and earlier um, identification sometimes can be the difference in, you know, how, you know, how much, of, uh, you know, of uh, treatment uh, did they have to undergo to to keep that that erection. I want to put a scenario in your head and kind of tell me about how you would deal with it. How would you talk to a patient right now who's out there who thinks they are struggling with ED? I mean, you talked about all the years that go by before most men or many men seek treatment. Um, what would you tell that person who's on the fence right now about um, whether or not they should do anything about this potential erectile dysfunction they're dealing with, but they're on the fence about doing anything about it simply because maybe it's such a personal issue and they just don't feel comfortable like talking about it or whatever the reason. Sure. Usually I just offer, you know, I, I, I 
I just remind them that um, they're, you know, it's okay to speak to your to a healthcare provider. That it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Again, one hundred percent of men are going to have a problem with this at some point in their life, and it and it may not be at the end of their life. It may be at the beginning of their life. I have some twenty year olds and thirty year olds that have problems with with that. There's many different causes of that. It can be again performance anxiety. It can be that your testosterone is too low. So sitting and waiting on that at home isn't really uh, really addressed those those kind of things but your your uh, what an erection is is you have your your penis is a muscle so like any other muscle if if you have performance anxiety or confidence levels men tend to step back and they don't know they're going to get an erection they just don't have sex so at some point um they you know they start to lose length and girth um, which then affects their confidence level. So we don't want you to, to get to that point where you're trying to regain your confidence and, you know, and, and regain that length and girth that you've lost. Um, there's lots of different, you know, protocols and tests that are easy to do that can help find the underlying cause of your erectile dysfunction and then offer you um, treatment um possibilities to help to remedy that we always start conservatively you know the most conservatively and you know and the whole idea is earlier better awesome diane spiva we're talking with nurse practitioner down there in johns creek georgia a suburb of atlanta i want to now ask about communication tips that you might have for a man when they first visit their doctor or healthcare provider um, seeking treatment for erectile dysfunction. Uh, we've established maybe they could be nervous. How would you best recommend they communicate with their provider on what's going on, what's bothering them? So um, just to have an appointment, um, you can just go in for your annual exam. Um, it, there's you know, physically the things that can cause erectile dysfunction may be something as, you know, blood pressure is a, is a, is a major cause. So, you know, high blood pressure can, can cause erectile dysfunction. So too can the treatment for high blood pressure, those antihypertensive medications, um, blood sugar sometimes. Um, so it's important for you to have lab work. Um, it, it can be anything that compromises blood flow. Uh, so, we uh, look at those things. Um, we look at, um, you know, cholesterol can be an issue or anything, you know, just in your common everyday health and wellness. So obviously hormone, hormone testing is going to be a part of that. Um, generally, um, a lot of insurances, more and more insurances are trying to start paying for testosterone. Previously, they really hadn't been really good about that. Um, you know, they're slow to get on board with those kind of things. You think, you know, because of the consequences of having um, having um, low low testosterone, uh, you know, with the erectile dysfunction and other types of health issues that they get on board faster. But they just they, they're kind of slow for right now. But don't just assume that get in there and, and get to your doctor and, and let them find that underlying cause and and help you to to um, find out what's going to help you. Let me ask you about some proactive men's healthcare tips that might go ahead and improve men's quality of life. Maybe some low-hanging fruit, so to speak, or anything you would recommend men could start doing today or tomorrow to start kind of getting on the better track towards uh, better overall health and better sexual health. Sure. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to focus kind of on that testosterone for that one. So that plays a key role in, in erectile function and health and you just overall health and wellness. So um, the things that you can do at home for that are going to be 
just the things you've always heard about eating a good diet. So um, avoiding, you know, those bad carbs. So, you know, when we think of bad carbs, think of um, anything that has white in it, white sugar, white flour, white rice, um, you know, those fried fatty foods, you know, use that air fryer. That air fryer is your best friend. If you're going to cook with oil, cook with olive oil or avocado oil. Um, they have, you know, that good HDL that helps to keep your, your, you know, your lipids um, healthier so you don't have that high cholesterol. Being active in your life. So think about exercise, both cardio and resistance training. So that means, you know, making sure you're getting plenty of protein to help build and maintain muscle mass. Remember, your heart is a muscle. So too are your erections. So anything you can do to maintain that musculature is going to help to promote um, uh, that, you know, that blood flow. Um, to uh, avoid stresses that you are finding ways to deal with stresses. We all live in a pretty stressful world today. So, um, you know, you may have to find a way to slow down a little bit and just find time for you to, to kind of focus on the good things in your life. You know, I don't feel like you have to necessarily do meditation, but you know, that is, a you know, you don't have to get down on, you know, cross your legs and, and hum, but you know, to focus on the good things in your life. I really like yoga for that, you know, get that, that stretching in and, 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 and to learn how to do breathing, right. That breathing helps to relax those muscles. Um, so those are the things. And then having sexual activity helps, you know, having frequent happy sex helps to naturally increase that testosterone level. Low testosterone leads to um, loss of bone mineral density and um, which can, you know, lead to, you know, fractures and, you know, health issues as we get older, but also metabolic syndrome, which is, you know, a, a key word in today's society. You know, it's, you know, that metabolic syndrome is obesity being the center of a triangle and that triangle being diabetes, high blood pressure and heart disease. So making sure that your testosterone is a healthy level um, is going to help to um, promote, you know, a healthy sex life, but a healthy sex life helps promote healthy lifestyles, health and wellness for men. Diane Spiva, nurse practitioner, joining us today, talking all things men's sexual health. I just want to give you the final word. Is there anything else you wanted to add to today's discussion before we wrap it up here on ED Radio? I just want men to understand um, and women to understand for their partners that it, it, ED is not something that um, you have done to yourself. It, it, it's something usually that's very identifiable and easily treated with recognition. Um, you, you know, a, a healthcare provider should be able to point you in that right direction. There are, you know, certainly, you know, men's health specialists or um, or somebody who specializes, in, you know, hormone clinics that specialize in ED, such as ours here at Newberty here in, um, in, in Georgia, we um, find it's important to us to find out the underlying cause and help you to um, ascertain what's causing your problems and, and find better health and wellness. There's, there's lots of treatments besides just Viagra's and, um, and Cialis's. Um, so, you know, Get with your healthcare provider and and see what you can find out. We're happy to help you here. If you if you want to contact us here, I'm um, I'm happy to give you our phone number if that's okay with you for me to give. Um, here at Newberty, our phone number is 404-480-5229. Or you can go to um, Facebook and we are at menswellnessleague.com. If you go to that online, there's some information there, but if you click on appointment, it will, it will send an email to us and we can contact you back, but we're happy to discuss these things with you and see what we can do to help you. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Diane, for your time today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.